On Thursday, come down to Metro by T-Mobile, located at 87 West, 3300 South, between 3 and 6 p.m. And join the big show, where we will be broadcasting live. Sweet. All right, we got a lot of uh, a lot of feedback rolling in on uh, Twitter here. People are pumped that Urban Meyer at halftime said the Utes could be, not that they would be, but they could be. <laughs> that really struck a chord with in the you, top huh? four. <laughs> Urban. Someone in the national discussion pumping him up, and yet John Wilner in the San Jose Mercury News, <laughs> the hammer, with a full column on why he's got the Utes four spots below Oregon in the poll. He's not part of the committee. So, Nothing against my good friend John, but who the hell cares? Well, he cares because uh, he's saying what you're saying for the same reason. There's just no quality wins for the Utes. He refers to the middle of the Pac-12 as a muddled mass. No, I would say the middle consisting of 10 teams. <laughs> Everybody who isn't Utah and Oregon? Yes. <laughs> I don't know that there's much separation there between 3 and 12. I was going to say to uh, USC probably wants to be separated from Colorado, but if you saw the game, it was pretty close. Sure, yeah. So yeah, you really have two teams, but I don't have a I don't have any problem with that because Utah really doesn't have any quality wins. But that is on, it's on them a little bit to beef up their schedule. But it's mostly on the conference because the conference is three-quarters of the schedule. Yes. So it's more on the conference. And the way I look at it, the quality of their team is that you you get all these Senior Bowl invitations. And right now, I can make a strong, strong case they're going to have seven guys off this year's team in the NFL next year on defense. Just on defense. That's not including Moss and Huntley. And then I'd have to go look and see who the linemen and anybody else who are seniors but, I mean, I can make a strong case that they're going to have seven guys off the defense. Jalen Johnson's not a senior, but he's already said he's going. Uh, and certainly he's going to be in the NFL next year. So those guys, if you've got that many guys in the NFL, I don't care who you played, what your level of competition was. I mean, Cooper Cup and Carson Wentz played at the Big Sky level, and they're in the NFL. So surely they could have played for other teams that are in college football if you're in the NFL. And so that's why I look at Utah being an extremely quality team because they have a number of guys who are going to play in the NFL. It sucks for them that their conference sucks. But they don't have any control over that. There's nothing they can do about it. Ute in AZ, fellow Arizonan, tweets at us, No doubt this Utah team is awesome. To be part of the college football playoff is amazing in itself. But to win the Pac-12 championship and go to a Rose Bowl will be historic for the small market state school. Yeah, the problem with the small market is, I mean, Eugene is not exactly a major multiple uh Nike Market. money, it plays a little bigger than it is. Okay, it's not Washington State has been there. I, I'm, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great accomplishment, but the small market stuff actually works in your favor, not against you. Because you're not competing with yeah. NFL teams right. for attention and fans and corporate right. dollars. I don't know if you've seen a game from uh, the Rose Bowl or from Stanford Stadium. But yeah, I promise you in the Bay Area, in the Phoenix area, they're not talking, or in Seattle, they're not talking about the Huskies, the Bears, the Cardinal, uh, the Devils. Well, or, in San Francisco, uh, the Bruins, the Trojans, no. San Francisco and Phoenix are talking about that Niner Cardinal game that was wildly entertaining. And they're talking about the Rams and the Niners. And they're talking and about the Lakers and the Seahawks <laughs> rule. Yes. So being in this market actually is a 
an ace up your sleeve or whatever that expression is to that works for you. But it, but I, Uton, Arizona, he's treated me many times. He's a good dude. I've never met him, but I could tell uh, because he's not off the wall. Uh, it is a phenomenal historic accomplishment if it happens absolutely and it won't detract from the season in the least not not even one-tenth of one percent for you and for me and for you and az and when they run out of the tunnel and the fifty thousand that are in the rose bowl for them i promise you they will i've be been dumped. there i've experienced that firsthand they will be off the charts excited. So it's not just me, you, and Ute in Arizona. It's millions. And I dare say billions. The Chinese will be fired up. Nate tweets at us, Utah has not played a single team with less than four losses, let alone be one. And they won't until Oregon. You can't blame that on national bias. And they have a bad loss to a third-string quarterback. The Utes are good. They'd probably be fifth or sixth in the SEC. But a top-four resume? Nah, they're lucky to be in the fringe conversation. The bias is only going one way. Go Cougars. <laughs> I guess that's all you got. I don't know. They'd be fifth or sixth. We're just guessing. But uh, how many of those SEC teams are going to send seven guys in the NFL off a of defense next year? So that's where you got it. They, they're held accountable and responsible for a crappy Pac-12, and I get it. But at the same time, the number of NFL guys that are going to roll in the NFL this this season. Not, I'm not even counting. You know, the only underclassman I'm counting or non-senior is Jalen Johnson. I'm not talking other guys. I mean, who knows uh, if uh, some of these defensive A sophomore, junior down the Devin line. Lloyd, or right. whomever it might be. Uh, the, yeah, which wouldn't surprise us because that the history of the U of U is those guys do. Kyle's been uh, producing guys yeah. off the defense into right. the NFL. I mean, they rarely go basis. a year without somebody getting in the NFL. But we're just talking about the seniors this year. That's why this ball club is what it is, irregardless of the crappy competition. And the the competition has been crappy. They can't match up in most cases. And I know people want to yell Clemson and Alabama, and I get all that. It's just that they have a history and you don't. And, yeah, it should be just this season, but you you want fairness, believe me. My guess is you're getting a lot of fairness in your life relative to what other people have gone gone through. So stop with the fairness stuff. All right, DJ and PK, hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James. Hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK. That's freaking great analysis right there. And they say, I can't give analysis. I just gave great analysis. Utah's bearing down on a playoff spot, and BYU and USU are going bowling. What more could you ask for? Nothing. (laughs) Roy says, in a perfect world, well, I could ask for the coaching staff in Provo to play a quarterback that can actually throw. Wilson was painful to watch. He was painful to watch. Painful. Now, I got to admit, I was not locked down on that game. I was flicking over, but when I had... But uh, it was Utah State-Wyoming for local stuff, and then you had uh, national stuff going on, too. Uh, yes, the Georgia-Auburn Auburn game. Auburn game. That was an NFL game. That's what you get out of the NFL. 21-14. Yeah. I felt watching this game, I think, man, this is so huge. This is this is really big time here. And you felt like you were watching an NFL game, the style of the game, the way the game is played. And so I was watching that, and yes, 
and then watching the Aggies. And I did flip over, watch some Cougars, and I had two devices going on, but it was Idaho State, and Zach had been off. So now we got a quarterback controversy. Is that what we're talking about? I can tell you that Zach wanted to get back because he wanted to get in the new offense run by A-Rod. I mean, in BYU coaches, they kind of cringe when you say that because they don't want to take away. But that's the reality of the situation. There. Nobody wants to take a shot at Jeff, but that's the yeah. deal. I mean, I've known that for weeks, that that was his target date to be able to get back, to be in this offense when A-Rod's calling the plays and going forward and on that. And believe me, if I'm wrong, my phone will buzz here in two seconds. Because <laughs> they'll tell me otherwise. And it is a collaborative effort. I get that. But let's give the kid time. We're going to judge him by one game against Idaho State and go nuts. I mean, how do we know what Baylor Romney would have done against the competition that Zach had to go against early in the year? So stop with that. And he may look a lot better in a week because I was told there were just issues with his thumb oh, strength. Oh, you were told? You got, it. you got a little inside. Yeah, about that. Be part of the party, huh? No, not really. <laughs> but I was in the car outside and they sent was, a, no, you they said sent a plate of desserts. I was told. That's that's privileged info right there, man. I don't know, but I was told. You were told. That's privileged info. Look at look at me, man. Yeah, I'm Dumpster. part of the deal. <laughs> that's that's the message you were sending there. Yep. Wait till I tell you how I was told. That was classic. <laughs> nice. I got my people. I'm legit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can go. Look right at me. Now. I'm smart. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Fredo. <laughs> Send me to Vegas. All right, DJ and PK, Gary Anderson's coming up next. Boise State's coming to town. Mountain Division title. Hanging in the balance. We'll talk with Gary Anderson, see what he has to say about Jordan Love today. We'll do that next. Stay with us. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz are back in action after a couple days off. They've got Minnesota at home tonight at 6 o'clock. Teams are playing twice in three days. The Jazz will play in Minnesota Wednesday night. You can hear tonight's game at 7 o'clock on 97.5 The Zone. Over on 1280 The Zone, you can listen to the Aggies. Utah State at home against Texas San Antonio. UT San Antonio in town at the Spectrum at 7 o'clock. Pre-game begins at 6 o'clock on 1280 The Zone. NFL football tonight. It's the Chiefs and the Chargers. They play it in Mexico City. Game kicks off at 6.15 on ESPN. Top of the Wire brought to you by Action Plumbing. Action Plumbing. Call them and get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for $33 by calling Action Plumbing at 801-833-3333 or go to actionplumbing.net. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The European Space Agency and NASA have joined forces and they are offering people $19,000 to lay in bed for 60 days. Well, that sounds like my freshman year of college right there. 60 days would kill me unless I had a few things there to entertain me. Can you make that sound any creepier than you just did? What? What are you? That was as creepy as anything. <laughs> Gordon Monson thinks that sounded creepy. Can you just play back that? Unless I had a few things there to entertain me. Ugh! 
That's creepy. Draw me like your French women, Jack. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK reminding you to join the big show Wednesday, November 20th from 3 to 6. They're going to be at Homie, 10355 South Jordan Gateway in South Jordan. Gary Anderson, Utah State coach, scheduled to join us in this segment. Sweet. Aggies are bowl eligible after beating Wyoming. Nice win. That game looked like what you always talk about. Conference games, coaches have probably recruited some of the guys on the other team. That probably goes for both coaching staffs. The teams know each other. They play every year as a grud match. It was a grinded-out quality to the end of that. Aggies without Jordan Love trying to play some defense and hold on to that 12-point lead. and. Got one touchdown back for Wyoming, but couldn't get the second one. Defense now. Grinder, baby. Coming up with big stops in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, the last two weeks. Got to love that. Wyoming had the ball twice after they got it to Mm 26-21. And they did have a big punt return. It looked like they were going to have a short field, and then the penalty wiped that out. And then the Aggies got the interception and got out of there. Yeah. Six and four, bowling. (laughs) And partying Logan. (laughs) Woo-hoo. We all know what that means. What does that mean? It's partying Logan. All right. <laughs> Let's go to Angie's and clean the sink. It's too mm. much food. Even I don't eat that much food. Oh, I'm, I don't know. Happy for Angie then. <laughs> Gonna have some food left. Got her sink cleaned. See, there it is. <laughs> now. now it's Boise State who comes in. They've got the loss to BYU. They're trying to win the they division. They still have a crack. They uh, don't. They lost it to BYU. Oh, they, yeah. <laughs> the dream of an undefeated season died there. And How many probably, cracks have been lost to BYU over the years? That's probably not a question <laughs> we should answer on the air. <laughs> might as well just read my. Might as well read my Twitter feed at that point. Well, yeah. You said you said Boise State has their crack, and then you said they've lost it to BYU. <laughs> their undefeated season gone by the boards. Probably they're shot in a New Year's Six Bowl, but we'll see how it plays out. Well, the uh, third-best quarterback in BYU history, Baylor Romney, beat them behind Detmer and Young. Forget McMahon. <laughs> Move aside, Gifford Nilsson. <laughs> Sit down, Gary Shady. I mean, Quiet obviously, d- Boise State has their crack. Quiet down, Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> I really wish Gary had called at the start so of the segment obvious, now. If it's so obvious, why would you tell us? Max I mean, Hall, John Beck, yeah, whatever. If it's obvious that they have their crack, you don't need to tell us. So that's may, on you for telling may us. may not have been obvious to everyone. <laughs> then it's not obvious. Uh, it was to many people. <laughs> but not obvious is obvious. <laughs> Depending. <laughs> it's a huge opportunity. I don't know that they could win the division because they still need Air Force to uh, suffer a defeat, but... Hey, you go to six and one. You're five and one now, right? And if you go to six and one, uh, that's a good season. Uh, it's a good season in conference. So you gotta you gotta evaluate it uh, where, especially at the college level, you can have good seasons without achieving the ultimate goal. And BYU for them, eight and four is a good season. Yeah, they got head scratchers on those other two losses. I got it. We all know that. That'll ring and stick out forever. Oh, if you go eight and four, you could have been ten and two. I get it. And you probably would have been ranked. Uh, but nevertheless, eight and four uh, from where you were two years ago is a big time 
a rebound as far as I'm concerned. And then you got the Aggies. Uh, you know, it, it's some blowout losses to teams that maybe you shouldn't have. Although LSU is really, really good. I mean, to, to me, right now, the favorite to win it all would be LSU. And I, and I know Clemson's sitting there, and they haven't lost a game in 10 years. Uh, I mean, Clemson basically is the corner canyon of college football. I think we would all agree on that. Oh, there it is. <laughs> if the ACC were 6A high school football. <laughs> So I go to the game on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. I'm racing to get there. And I pull up. And I go to media parking. You got to have a pass. Well, you're supposed to have my pass. No, we, we don't have it. I said, well, I'm a media guy. This is where I'm supposed to park. You're supposed to have my pass. No, we're going back and forth. They said, well, you th- how about we'll call? Well, I don't know, man. You, you got to have a pass. And so going. And meanwhile, the games. I missed the first play from scrimmage, which was a, a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. Touchdown. Yeah. And so finally, the guy says, "Well, what's your name?" I said, "Patrick Kinahan." Oh yeah, we got Patrick Kinahan. Let me go get it. We didn't. Oh, we dog. didn't think about a name earlier. <laughs> Hold on. What? <laughs> yes. Now it probably went on for five minutes. It felt like it was twenty-five. Yeah. And I'm right. And cars are coming up should, behind should, me because I'm in the uh, the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now, yeah. So, so now right cars there. are backing yeah. up. Yeah. So cars are backing up onto the uh, onto the main street. All the other area is the parking is accounted for. So only the media parking, which has a, a little banner across it, and they lower the banner, and then you go across a ribbon. And so, yeah, we're going back and forth on my pass, and I've done this before. The pass is supposed to be there, and he said, no, Why no, didn't they no. ask your name earlier? I don't know. That's and he weird. said, well, what's your name? Well, I showed him my prep pass that has my name on it that yeah. I get from Channel 2, and he looks at it, oh, yeah. Patrick Kinnan, yeah, come on in. <laughs> we just wasted all this time, and you have the pass. So you knew before the game that there was a pretty good chance, or maybe you, you knew absolutely that Austin Bell wasn't going to play. I was told that, yeah. Yeah, and they won 34-7 to anyway without a very good high school running back. Who is being offered by Utah State, although Gary can't acknowledge that. Let's bring him on. Well, maybe we should change the topic then. He doesn't want to open the interview with an NCAA violation. That's really not the plan. We won't ask him to. Okay. DJ and PK, time now to bring in Utah State coach Gary Anderson. Gary, good morning. What's going on, guys? How are we? (laughs) Just having a blast. How are you doing? Hey, I'm sure you are. Yeah, I'm good. Just getting ready for the next one. Yes, the next one is Boise State, and there are a lot of Aggies wondering uh, about Jordan Love's status. And I love the fact that you mixed it up in the postgame Saturday. You didn't go with the, the no comment. You went with a, I'm not talking about that. That was classic you, Gary. Well, I'm not talking about it now either. <laughs> That's what I thought. PK thought there might be progress made over the last couple of days. but okay. No, nothing, no, no, nothing there. Just... Uh, Stay tuned. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody gets in that situation in, in the colleges, and you don't have to have an injury report. Kyle's dealt with it for years, and so you say, well, we'll see how the week goes. And we'll see how the week goes. But uh, for now, we know that if he doesn't play, that you've got Henry ready to go. Uh, I want you to evaluate his performance as far as he played. I thought I thought it was okay myself. I don't have the eye that you have. You know, maybe that, that deep sack that he took was bad. But other than that, I thought it was all right. Yeah, he was uh, the 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 sack was probably the best thing to do. That was a disaster waiting to happen if he threw it. Number thirty for Wyoming, who is 
you know, he's probably the defensive player of the year in the league, I'd imagine, um, or close to. Well, maybe the defensive end from Boise have really good players, but uh, he's one of the best in the league, and he was right on it. He probably would have undercut that thing and potentially picked it off and went all the way for a touchdown if, if Henry would have thrown it. So I think that was a very good decision to eat that ball and made the punt a little bit more uh, difficult, but uh, that was good. And he, he was solid. You know, I think he came in, he pulled the ball. His athleticism helped us in spots and in situations. The, 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 uh, the bender that he threw over the middle of the field was a great throw. It was a big-time play and a big-time moment when we needed it to get a first down and keep the clock grinding in what uh, ended up being an extremely close football game. So Henry's a tough kid. You know, he's a coach's kid. He's a competitor. That's not to discount mom in any way, shape, or form, but uh, they're both awesome people. But he's a, he wants to get in the moment. He'll practice well when he gets the opportunity. He has all year long. When he gets those reps, obviously his reps are, are limited to what Jordan takes. But, uh, you know, he, he came here to be a, a big-time quarterback. And when he got his moment, uh, bottom line, at the end of the day, um, the score was on our side. So he did his job. You know, when you're coaching, there's, uh, there's a lot of money and there's politics and there's egos, boosters, presidents, ADs, coaches. There's all kinds of stuff. You must have awesome stories about the stuff you've seen over the course of your career. And yet all of that stuff is also juxtaposed against a walk-on who gets – a former walk-on who gets two interceptions – clinches the game, clinches a bowl bid, and is crying at the podium in front of the media afterwards. Uh, in, yeah, it, in the midst of all the money and the cynicism, that's, that's a pretty cool story. It's, it's, it's amazing. You know, Eric is a walk-on and came here and uh, has battled his tail off. And, you know, he's, it's just, you say it right, I don't really even have the, the words to say um, how cool that is. Um, He's an amazing young man, and to see a kid be in a spot like that and be in the spotlight and then have it mean so much to him um, because of his teammates and because of his university, is it's as, it's as special as it gets. And that's, uh, that's worth a lot of tough times, a lot of good times, great times, and everything in between. But to see him be in that spot um, and be as... You know, as happy as he was, and uh, I'm just as happy as he was. Trust me, because it's a, it's an awesome scenario for him to be in. And you know, he's got these Player of the Week honors that I'm sure are going to come his way. Some already have, uh, extremely well deserved. And and just for him to you know sit up there and put his team first and uh, relationships with players, it means a lot to all of us as as coaches and players. And um, I'm sure Aggie Nation feels the same way. So to see him cry like that, I mean, I thought, wow, this is the dark side of the Munoz. <laughs> yeah, and it's emotion is a good thing, in my opinion. And I'm an emotional guy; I always have been. Um, I just think it's it's that's Eric being Eric, and it's a kid that's not afraid to let his emotion show. Which, quite frankly, in today's day and age, it's pretty special because a lot of most kids. Um, most people, in fact, won't let their guard down uh, because it may look seem uh, vulnerable or whatever it may be that they think that, but it's just the opposite. It shows how tough he is. It shows much how care factory shit has. It, has, it shows his grit. Um, and he cares what he thinks about and his emotions he wears on his sleeve, and I think it's awesome. Um, to have people that will actually, you know, when they believe in something and they get something that means something to them in a special situation to have some emotion, that's a beautiful thing. Gary Anderson, Utah State coach, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, PK uh, likes to talk about conference games and the teams knowing each other, the staffs, having recruited the players and all that. 
It just had like a certain grinding quality. It certainly wasn't a perfect game. You had the early turnovers. You must have been grinding your teeth down 7 nothing with two turnovers and a pick six. And yet at the same time, they end up with four turnovers. You have a bunch of takeaways. Do you just end up a little exhausted when that thing is all over, riding that roller coaster through that game? That That's uh... – you know, five of those six conference games have been like that, and the Wake Forest game was absolutely no different. So this team is, you know, when it's all said and done, you look back at this team and, you know, we're all far from perfect, and uh, we'd all love to be perfect every week, but this team is just the, the way they fight, the way they believe, the way they find a way to make plays in so many different ways. You know, it's, uh, you know, defense gets punched right in the mouth right out of the beginning, and here you go. You're up, and you're on about the 20, 25-yard line, whatever it was, and, you know, we turn around and get very aggressive with the calls, and Justin became very aggressive in that spot in that moment, and the kids answered the aggressive calls in a very positive way and got us out of that drive and got a turnover. And, um, you know, and then offense gets, you know, kicked right in the face there with the touchdown going the other way, and, and the player makes a great play. I mean, they bat the ball, they get two picks, and that's a couple things go their way. And uh, But they keep fighting, they keep battling against what is not a good defense. It's a great defense. Uh, Wyoming is a great defense, and they've proved that all year long, and offense did enough. But this, this team is as hard as it is to go through those moments and you know just keep on grinding and working through it for them and for coaches and everybody involved. You know, they've done it, and that is an, it's an awesome thing for a team to be able to just not point the finger, not woe is me individually as an offense or defense or as a position group. They just keep on fighting and keep on battling. Has it gone their way every time? No, it hasn't. But, uh, you know, the majority of the time it has gone their way. They've reached bowl eligibility, which um, that is a great thing. And are they done yet? Are we satisfied? Absolutely not. Um, I think anybody that knows anything about us and our team as a whole, they would understand that. But you do need to be rewarded, and it's a great accomplishment to get to bowl eligibility. Um, that's why there's bowl games. If you, if it wasn't, it didn't mean anything. When you got to six wins, then they wouldn't give you a, a bowl game berth when you got in that situation or an opportunity to go to a bowl game. You'd have to get to seven. Well, that's not the case. You get to six. Um, you get rewarded, and so these kids need to enjoy that. Back to this Munoz thing, how beneficial can it be in recruiting to hold him up as a standard to kids? Hey, you come here, you stick with the program, and you'll get your chance, and you can go ahead and sell that to kids that if you have the determination, I dare say that you too can shoot the Munoz. I like that. But you know, I say it all the time to you, we don't talk about selling things. We talk about showing. So first of all, show them that. Absolutely, yes. I think our our uh, reputation here as far as walk-ons and what we've done as a staff here at Utah State for, for many, many years as it's going through time um, and other places that we've been, that the walk-ons are very important. It gives them an opportunity to say, hey, it's not just come over here because we don't believe in you if we're taking you as a walk-on. You know, we don't have 120 kids on this team, 125 kids on this team like a lot of people do. So our walk-ons are recruited walk-ons. Uh, we're not just asking guys to come in here and throw on a helmet and read cards for four years. We believe they have talent, and we believe they have an opportunity to eventually work themselves into a position to get some aid. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a great part of it. And 
you know, uh, but just to see Eric be in that spot, going to the junior college, you know, paying for school. Mom and dad, I'm sure, have helped in many, many ways, and the love he has for them is awesome. But walk-ons here are important, and it's an ability to, walk, you know, get in that position and be successful. And I was that guy. I was that guy at Rick's College, and I had that opportunity, and it meant the world to me when I finally reached that goal that I could call mom and dad and say, hey, you know, um, I got my tuition this semester, so uh, I got put on scholarship. There's, there's not many feelings like that in the world. So do you think PK really wanted to know the answer to that question, or do you think he just wanted to make a moon pun there again? See if he could crack you I'm, up. I'm saying, I'm saying the latter. Okay, that's, that's kind of what I thought, too. So, I mean, so. if you do really well, you, too, you can have other guys fly them to the Munoz. Okay. <laughs> See, I think that would uh, yeah. validate yeah. our beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, back to football briefly before inevitably there's another moon pun to wrap this interview up. Uh, I'm interested in the fact that Wyoming played Boise State and Utah State in consecutive weeks. As you prepare, do you look at the last, you probably have a habit of looking at the last three or four games or something like that, but do you really zoom in on that one because you've got a common opponent and it's a good team. It's not someone that you both can just, you know, crush. Uh, it went right down to the last possession in your game. They went to overtime. Yeah, it's a, there's no doubt. I mean, common opponents are good because you can see the the ability on both sides, especially, you know, I guess maybe even more so for me just because I try to watch both sides as much as I can, and it's hard for me to go back and watch, you know, 10 and 11 games and whatever it may be that I get a – you're right, I kind of focus on the last three or four and see where kids are at and where they're playing. Um, but there is definitely – that's the tape that will break down. And the things that you do that are familiar, you'll want to be able to uh, – that, that you know, cross over whether it's a coverage, whether it's a type of plays, whether it's a formation, whether it's a group of personnel. Uh, you'll definitely break that down and see how they play against each other. And I know this Boise's, uh, you know, they're a very talented team. I think they're 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 gifted all over the place. They wouldn't be where they were if they if they weren't. And uh, yeah, we'll have our work cut out for us. And they're coming here and. Uh, I think this team is very excited to have this opportunity to compete against them on this stage again, right? It's just like a, a year ago they got them in a similar situation, and um, here we go again, late in November. And this is uh, elimination week number three for the young men in this program, and they've passed two tests, and the way they go to the next one, that's just the way our side of the conference is this year. you got uh, three really good teams at the top battling to see who's going to take first place. Well, Gary, thanks for coming on each week. We wish you nothing but success. I think it's safe to say that both DJ and I love you to the Munoz and back. <laughs> You're on one today. I, hey, I love you guys, too. Go Aggies. Thank you, Gary. Thanks for enduring that. Gary Anderson, Aggie head coach. In years, I can tell he absorbed at least four puns there, possibly five. I never play the game. I can't break it down. <laughs> you could, too. <laughs> but now, I wouldn't have done that yeah. if it was a loss. Oh, absolutely not. The That's not funny. That's not <laughs> funny after a Wake Forest game. <laughs> that was a gutty win. They've gutted it out the last two weeks, and I've really enjoyed that. I lo- I I enjoy watching teams in particular. We know Gary. We've known him for years, and we wish him nothing but the best. And and we sort of like Scotty, and we know he's excited about it. Uh, <laughs> but this, I, I like when when things don't necessarily always go your way. You know, for Utah, everything is going their way all the time, right? So it's easy to be a fan these days of the Utes because they're just slaughtering people, and they're going to go down and slaughter 
the Wildcats down in Tucson, I would think, right? But Utah State got pushed around yeah. at Air Force, and right. then they got hammered by BYU. Right, exactly. And it could have unraveled. Yeah. It's the same thing with BYU here, man. They're left There's for dead. A lot well, of parallels. And right? I, I've been left for dead, metaphorically speaking, <laughs> okay. and not having folks believe in you. Oh, two months into my job at the Watchdog, I was told, go look for another job. And then almost fired in the radio. So come on. I know yep. of what I speak. And to stay with it and to find ways to be successful, those are great stories. And, we, and we're, when you're in this business, you love the story. That's foremost. You don't get caught up so much in winning and losing. You love the story. The story is what makes it exciting. And a kid like Munoz there, and to see him crying in the post game, that is a phenomenal story. I can argue that that's the best individual story we've had in our state in college football this season. Three schools and a walk-on and did not want to let any of those guys down, as he said at the podium. Yeah. He saw the quarterback rolling out, saw him look back to the middle of the field, and as a defender, you got to know, this is a chance to make a pick right here. And he comes up with two picks. And the game clincher, an incredible story. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. And now, your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer's strong play of the weekend. Garoppolo in the shotgun. Jeff Wilson Jr.'s in. He runs inside. He's got a 10, 5, touchdown! San Francisco! Feels great, baby! Wow! There's a go-ahead touchdown for the Niners with 30 seconds left, and they end up beating the Cardinals. And that is the Chevy Strong play of the game. Know it today at 4.50 on The Big Show, and you can win fabulous prizes. Now, let's find out who really sucked this weekend. As the great philosopher Snoop Dogg once said, This guy sucks. like a sucker punch. It's time to reward the losers in sports with another edition of This Guy Sucks. You suck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, PK, it's time to find out who really sucks. Jameis Winston, four more interceptions, said afterwards, I've got to play better and give my my team a chance to win 18 picks on the season now. That is a staggering number for him. Kaepernick replacing him? No. Why not? Would be my guess, because people don't want to risk getting caught up in the politics and the... Picketing. Well, Goodell needs to stop running. Okay. The Get picketing? On yeah, there'll be people with signs out front picketing. So that's going to cause you... Man, TV people really want to be popular. It's, not, it's about NFL owners. If someone wanted to put up with that, Kaepernick's better than people who are playing. I don't think there's any doubt about that. 
Really? Who's who's he better than? A bunch of third string quarterbacks all over They're the league. They're not playing. All of them. They're not playing. And second string quarterbacks. Some They're of them are playing. Well, yeah, Detroit's playing their second string quarterback. Is Kaepernick better than him? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. He's a talent evaluator now. Yep. <laughs> he was one and eleven in his last twelve starts, wasn't he? Better than Jameis Winston, throwing eighteen picks, just fifty percent more than anybody else in the NFL this year. Baker Mayfield has twelve. He's a runner up right now. Thanks for that stat. Who else? Who else sucked this weekend? I don't get anybody that really just jumps out at you in the NFL individually. I mean, Deshaun Watson, I think that was a, as a team, they certainly laid an egg against Baltimore. And Jackson, who's looking like an MVP candidate. You've got to enjoy watching him play. He's a very exciting young player. He's another one. He went late in the first round, didn't he? Was he literally the last pick? If not last, it was close to. I don't remember uh, who had those. In those and and that yeah, a couple years back when he came back when he came out out of Louisville. Uh, Says so the Ravens took him with the eighth pick in the draft. Lamar Jackson was the eighth pick. That's what it says here. Oh, I thought he was like late first round. My bad. Who am I thinking of? I don't know who you're thinking of, honestly. Well, there was a highly thought of quarterback who there was some question: How good can he be? And he was a late, late first-round pick. Well, I got it wrong, I guess. Oh, uh, we'll look around. We'll see. Uh, no, okay. So one source says eight, and another says thirty-two. That you nailed Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I did. I just looked. I checked two things here, and one said no, he was the eighth re- pick. You reported. And one it. said he was you the re- thirty-two. Don't run from it. You reported. You told me he was the eighth pick. Well, this one says thirty-two, which makes you exactly right. Huh? That's what I thought. I just looked it up. Thirty-second pick. <laughs> 2018 NFL draft. Oh, man. I love when I come out on top and people got me. (laughs) (laughs) These Ute fans, my buddy Jason Reed from ESPN, they're going after him. Lesser knowns. Just because you don't know him, that makes you ignorant, not him. The dude was a Washington Post columnist. (laughs) I think he replaced Will Bond. (laughs) And, And now he works for ESPN, the undefeated. He's hosted several town halls. On issues affecting minorities, and which they had on the panel, some of your most highest profile African American politicians and sports folks, and he doesn't think that the youth should get in, just like Frank Dolce, one of your own. No, not not that they shouldn't get in, that they won't get in, because I think they should, but they they probably won't. Uh, and then people going after him, lesser knowns. He's Come on, man. If you don't like what someone says, you attack them, but you don't attack the point that they haven't beaten a 9-win team or a 10-win team. There's a couple teams on their schedule, Washington and BYU, who they've beaten, who could end up 8-4. and And USC, who they lost to, could end up 8-4. and But nobody on their schedule is going to end up 9-3. and Dang. What they've got looming out there is beat Oregon, and especially if... A lot of these one-loss teams get beaten. If Ohio State beats Penn State and Minnesota and gives them second losses, if LSU gives Georgia a second loss, if Oklahoma gives Baylor a second loss, and, but it's a close game again, and if the Utes are just routing Oregon and giving them their second loss and knocking them out, maybe on the eyeball test they get in. But you look at all the places that 
crunch the numbers and all that. And they're giving the Utes a 26% chance. They're giving the Utes a 7% chance. There's a path. It's just a long shot. Everything's got to break their way here. There can't be any upsets. And Georgia takes out LSU in the SEC title game. That's going to shut out the Big 12 and the Pac-12, regardless of who wins those leagues. Possibly, probably, yeah, I got you. But people don't want to hear that. They want to hear, the Utes are going. Isn't that they deserve to go good enough? No. I think it is. <laughs> well, then your timeline would be very different on Twitter. But for a lot of people, that's not good enough. For some it is. There's definitely, and I think they're the minority of fans, but there's definitely a group out there, and you know, maybe it's because they grew up in the West or because they're older and they remember when the Rose Bowl was a bigger deal. Maybe it's because they're afraid the Utes would get beat by LSU. Maybe it's because they can't afford to go to Atlanta and they want to go to the game. But there is a group of people out there who thinks Pasadena would be an awesome outcome. And I don't think they're the majority people, but they are a large, you know, I don't know if it's 30% of the fan base or what, but there's a large group of people who would be pumped by that for different reasons. But the college football playoff is now set up as the end-all, be-all. So there's a lot of fans out there who want the Utes in it. They were rooting for them in 08, and they think they deserved a shot. Maybe they were rooting for them in 04 and thought they deserved a shot. And now you're in the Power Five, and it's frustrating because you're not supposed to get shut out by the system because now you're above the line. You're in with the cool kids. But not all the way in, and they still might get shut out. And they don't want to hear it. So they attack anybody. Who says it, regardless of, you know, if that person has followed the Pac-12 since they went to a Pac-12 school and has worked for a couple of uh, nationally recognized organizations like the Washington Post and ESPN. Never mind, you're not backing my team. Move over. Quiet down. And worse than that, but you can't say it on the radio. You can just tweet it at people on Twitter. Is this word still off limits, Yacht? Because you wouldn't let me say it in the 7 o'clock hour. Yeah, we're not saying that. I can't say that? Okay. Word I got tweeted at me this weekend. I bet you got some good words tweeted that, to you. That one's probably mild compared to some of the other ones that were sent. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Good for them, man. Here I am. I hope they get in. It'll be a lot of fun. But I'm more than willing to accept the Rose Bowl as a, quote, consolation prize. Michael says Utah deserves a playoff berth. Short of that is disappointment. Yeah, I don't think so. That's all caps. Because it's nothing that they did or didn't do. It's the other guys who didn't pull their weight. Well, I guess the part they didn't do was beat USC. Yeah, but if Georgia gets in, they didn't beat South Carolina. Right. But Clemson played in what is a weak league, but Clemson won all the games. They didn't stumble against a 6-4 and four team. Who happens to be the best in the West for the last 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. They, they stumbled. They lost a third-team quarterback. I can't justify it. It happened. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The question of the weekend, that was a lot of winning. The Utes, the Cougars, the Aggies win. The Utes are bearing down on a conference title game at a playoff spot. BYU and Utah State clinch bowl eligibility. What more could we ask for? Your responses coming up next. Stay with us.